previously on TV tuners. Swanson, you're a loose cannon. Turn in your badge and gun right now. He made you suck? Whoa, I don't want any trouble, boys. I've had enough of this shit! Oh no! A bomb! And now, TV tuners. Hi there, folks, and welcome to TV Tuners, a television podcast for the true fanatics. It's a weekly dive in the latest in TV news and reviews. With me, as always, is my co-host and trusted supplier, Stairmaster. Oh, I forgot to come up with a thing to say this week, sorry. And with us, as always, is our other co-host and undercover agent, Kioran. Hello, and I'm not undercover. I'm trustworthy. I'm a criminal just like you are. That's what they oh, all please, say. Please don't insinuate me. No, no, really. Look, he's got a badge that says crime on it. Oh, well, gotta believe that, I guess, yeah. Alright, well, uh, yeah. TV tuners, we watch the very best in television. Boys, <gasps> it's that time of the season. The turkey's almost done. <laughs> it's been cooking for so long. Yeah, I'm deep frying a turkey right now in the kitchen, and it's, uh... It's going great. I haven't checked on it in a while, but I mean, what's the worst that could happen? It's completely black, Swanson. It's 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 gone. What? Uh, what, oh. Uh, but that was the only. Uh oh. That was the only. Uh, it was the only turkey we had. What are we gonna do? You no. Know, we're gonna have to go on a midnight turkey adventure. <laughs> oh boy. Well, let's do that after the podcast. Wait, is that just breaking and entering, Keo? We, we go into a turkey farm, and we steal a turkey, and then we leave with it. Yeah, live turkey. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to take us all morning to get that thing ready, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, think of the fun story we'll have to tell. You mean the police? I mean, if you want to be negative about it, sure. Are the police really going to come after us for one stolen turkey? I mean, I it's Thanksgiving, so. aren't they busy? Yeah, they're like busy arresting, uh, like arresting turkeys. That's why they get, always get pardoned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, did you guys watch anything interesting this week? No. I watched a man staring off into the distance forlornly. I rewatched Bodyguard in its entirety. Oh, yeah, last week got you pumped. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Just How many times did you say, sorry, sorry mom? About five. Oh, wow. Okay. One for each episode. Have you watched right. any? Any Bodyguard? No, I haven't, re- I haven't watched any more of it. Uh, I will say this week's or last week's episode of The Good Place had a fight scene that was choreographed by uh, the guy who did the Bourne trilogy. Oh, I thought he was. That is what the guy who did Bodyguard. Yeah, I thought I thought you were segueing. That would have been really convenient. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that would have been a real convenient one. (laughs) Instead, it's just the Bourne trilogy, which I guess Stare doesn't give a shit about. No, nobody cares anymore. They made those two shitty movies afterwards, and everyone got tired. Well, yeah, this guy didn't make those ones. Mm. Hey, guys, I have a confession to make. Are you Jason Bourne? How how did you know? Just a guess. Just a hunch. Well, you are being played by Matt Damon this week. Yeah, which is weird because, like, I did look ahead, and for a future week, you're supposed to be played by Jeremy Renner. (sighs) Oh, my... 
There, you gotta have a lot of actors to cover me, okay? Is why Keto was talking about mutant supremacy last week? I think so. <laughs> Put him on the list. Well, I don't want to be on any list. It's too late. Unless it's like a list to receive free stuff. Uh, oh, that's totally what this list is. Yeah, we. I mean, a... like free stuff that won't kill me, like bullets or something. Oh well, we'll put this bracelet around your head, and it will prevent you from using any sort of mutant power that you might or may not have. I don't think I. I don't think I want that. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, we'll just gonna you know, do it as a precaution. Yeah, get him, Swanson. Uh. Yeah. Oh no, now it's on my head. That's ah. weird. You you guys are you guys are not very good at your job. Now I'm gonna do this mutant plan. This oh boy, one. he's doing his mutant thing. Oh no, a bunch of things are rising from the ground into the sky. Gross. Yeah. That's gonna be really something for you to deal with. All these buildings are crumbling. What an amazing visual spectacle. Uh, A perfect third act. Cataclysm. Keo, is is Stairmaster okay? He seems a little weirded out since the brace got put on him. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I worry about him, but when when you think about it, does it really matter what happens to him? Ah, you're right. Let's get on on with the news, huh? The only way we're going to save the world is if we work together. Nope, no cooperation. Ah. Well, what, what what do you got, Swanson? What's the news? What's going on? Well, it's been TV kind of town. a slow week because, you know, Turkey Day is upon <laughs> because us. Because the country of Turkey. The country of Turkey is upon us. Uh, Wait, are, whoa, are we being invaded? Yes. By turkeys. They got Dang. no go zones in all of our cities now. <laughs> uh, mm, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Recently in an interview, Mark Hamill uh, revealed that he uh, once pinched George Lucas on Boba Fett actually being his mother. <laughs> Mark Hamill's mm. mother. Well, yeah, not Luke Skywalker's mother, Mark <laughs> Hamill's mother. Uh, all right, I, need, I want you to expand on that, please. All right, well, uh, as he said uh, in an interview, it seemed to me that after revealing that Vader was my father, they desperately wanted to top that, which you can't do. The audience is expecting the unexpected. I kept thinking that Boba Fett would go, would take off his helmet, would take off the helmet, shake out her hair, and it's my mother. <laughs> oh, so I thought Boba Fett was just like a man. Well, to be fair, this was before, he pitched this idea before Return of the Jedi, which like, before then, he w- he wasn't really... He had, like, one line of dialogue in Empire Strikes Back. And it was, yeah. And, like, no one was like, that's a guy, Boba Fett. <laughs> Darth Vader wasn't like, my man. <laughs> my dude. No disintegrations. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be trying way too hard to surprise the audience. I, th- I-, I think at that point, you would just, like, shake your head, really. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if immediately afterwards she got thrown into a sarlacc pit. Oh, no. <laughs> he did admit in this interview that they uh, they got rid of him way too way too soon in the uh, Return of the Jedi movie. Mm, Mark Hamill's a total fanboy. It's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like it'd be okay, I guess. In terms of ideas, it's not the worst one I've ever heard. What's the worst idea you've ever heard? Regarding Star Wars? Uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? What if what if what if Luke's dad built C three PO? Yeah, that's probably nah, the worst one is like, what if there is this race of aliens that lived underwater and were like vaguely racist? Okay, what if there was this race of aliens that lived in the desert and were all about getting the best deals? <laughs> and they had some of them had big noses. <laughs> All of them have big oh, noses. No. <laughs> That's probably the worst Star Wars idea I've he- I've heard. Ah, you only take the boy. All right. Well, you didn't have a voice, <laughs> but all right, you you did it for us anyway. That's the that's the the stairmaster guarantee. Yeah, that's what people come to this podcast for. 
racism. racism. Uh, <laughs> George Lucas's naked racism. Ew. Oh dear. That's one is, of his is, seven. Is that a porno or what what what's the story behind that? Well, after making THX one one three eight, but before making uh American Graffiti, he had this idea for a film and he titled it Naked Racism. And it was gonna be him butt naked <laughs> talking Sorry. about the issues of the day. Oh god. Well, as you can see, I'm here with Martin Luther King. Who's, I think, already dead by that point. Uh, you know, he did an interview with Playboy. <laughs> yeah, sure. A lot of people did. Good for him. What would they do? Like, put up a portrait of Martin Luther King and then just have a man behind it speaking? <laughs> yeah, yes. James Earl Jones. <laughs> I had a dream. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, right. Mr. Jones, for putting you in this fictional scenario. We're sorry if you're listening, Mr. Jones. All right. Uh, as you as you guys might have known, doing this podcast for a good bit now, uh, television the television execs they love the idea of a reboot of a good what? old revival of an old show. Uh, what old shows are coming back? Oh my god, that's I gonna be so them. nostalgic and fresh. And it? and CBS has been jumping on this bandwagon by bringing back shows that no one remembers. You know, like Murphy Brown. You guys remember that show, right? Isn't huh? she like single? Or something. She she was a single mom in the original. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I guess we never watched the revival, but it, I've heard it's not good. Uh, and CBS is once again working on another, bringing back another show that people don't remember because it's not available to watch online. <laughs> that is the sole qualifier of whether people remember things or not. Well, I mean, for us, yeah. Oh. That's the, the yeah. Fair I mean, enough. It'd be much. It'd be much more helpful to remember something if it was available online. Yeah. Uh, this they're bringing back Northern Exposure, which what? is apparently a critically acclaimed show that ran a bu- that ran for ninety amount of time. Ran for a good amount of time in the eighties, ish. The eighteen. Yeah, I've never to once heard of that in my entire life. Uh, yes, uh, the execs at CVS want to develop a Northern Exposure revival that uh, sees the titular character of Dr. Joel Fleischman uh, as he mm-hmm. returns to the small town of Sicily, Alaska. Okay, how about this? What if what if this time he goes south? That's how oh, you shake up the formula. He goes to Mexico? Yeah. Meets up with some narcos, perhaps? <laughs> yes. He'd do an underground doctoring for the crime boys. Yeah. I could get I could get on that. Uh I to can't. explain the premise of well, I don't know. What do you guys think based off of Northern Exposure? Does it make any sense like what what do you uh, what do you think when you hear that name? It sounds like he like goes out into the wilderness of Alaska and just dies of exposure. I think he like oh, fights uh, frost people. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, Northern Exposure involves a New York City native doctor who moves to Alaska and uh, why adjusts to the trouble. He likes why? small town life. He's charmed by these smart these small town yokels. But why small town Alaska? And he pays the ultimate price. <laughs> yeah, he dies horribly. My family, the Frost people, they've changed them. <laughs> uh yeah it's a it's a wonderful heart-wrenching show featuring people that i've never heard of like rob morrow or susan sarandon janine turner James john Corbett. you know all these people that are very popular and that we've all heard of john jones I don't know if there's anybody who's listening to this who's actually watched this show, but some insight would probably be nice, I guess. I don't know. Please I don't know anything us. about this. We need knowledge badly. Oh, there's a theme song available with the show. Let's listen to this theme song real quick. Yeah, Keo can recite it for the podcasting audience. Yeah, Keo, just sing this theme song for me real quick. 
This is going to go really badly. All right. We've got time to kill. It sounds like this sounds like a Donkey Kong level. It sounds like yes, I was gonna say Sonic CD, but that's better. That sounds like from Yoshi's Island. Oh yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a SNES game, pretty much. I can't believe they're using such a lighthearted song for a dark show like this. Yeah, about a guy who dies of exposure in the heart of Alaska. <laughs> and his family gets corrupted by frost people. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sure that revival of Northern Exposure will go well and everyone will remember it. Like, you can't, the audience can't see it, but this theme song video on YouTube has a poster of him stuck in a bear trap crying out in agony as frost people are approaching him. <laughs> Yeah, and like, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, he's got a sawed-off shotgun, but it's only yeah, got also, one shell left. Also, he looks like Bruce Campbell for some reason. All right. Well, yeah, we, uh, we'll put that in the closing music. That's my promise. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Kieran's got some facts or opinions. Hit the theme. Boom. All right, factor opinion. You guys are going to pick whether or not what I say is a factor opinion. The winner gets 10 million thank yous over the course of 10 million years. Oh, so a thank you a year or? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, question number one. Gold is not an element. Opinion. Fact. Mm, so we, we already got a disagreement here. I want you guys to both explain your position on this. It's a color. Mm, there we go. All right. Swanson? Uh, it's, I mean, it's, an, it's not an element. Or it is an element. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> a bold strategy by Swanson. Let's see if it pays off. And not up. remembering his own position. <laughs> Alright, well, Swanson, you're just dead wrong. Okay? I mean, if it was an element, why would they name a Pokemon game after it? They do colors. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. You have no defense for yourself, do you, Swanson? Like red? I mean, Ye- yellow? Ruby? Ruby is also a gem. Sapphire. Also a gem. Ruby is a color. Look it up. Electric Pikachu Yellow Edition. Yep. Ruby was a gem before it was a color, Keo Rain. What color is Ruby? Explain. It's it's Ruby. Oh, not just red? There's a lot of different hues that can be described as reddish, Swanson. Ruby is a color, and... I can prove it with science facts. What's your favorite? You lose. You lose the first question, Swanson. What's your favorite? You're not shade getting of those red? thank yous. Well, we'll see about that. All right. N- next up, if you watch television for three years straight, you will become God. Fact. Ooh. Opinion. Oh. No man oh. has ever accomplished such a feat. All our records only contain failures. Ah. Well, okay, but well, would that, the that records, is a good point. But would the records... Would God make the records showcase that he could actually accomplish that feat? Mm. Our ancient texts say, if you're God, you have to tell us. Yeah, but who made those ancient texts? People following God's orders. I'm just saying, there. there's a lot of evidence behind this theory that if you accomplish this feat, you'll become God. Mm. I mean, the fact that it's so difficult is just a testament to how true this must be, right? Yes. It's very difficult, and yeah, I'd have to assume watching that much would, in fact, make you God. Does that mean that God didn't exist before before the 1930s? Yes. I mean, that's clearly oh. evident. Oh, yeah, that's that's absolutely clear. Unless God resigned and then made that the new rule to becoming the new God. 
Ooh, yeah, maybe. That would explain right, why so, this new god wants to make it so hard for you to get to his position. Mm. Or her. Could be anything. Yeah. Maybe god's a giant space heater. Who knows? Maybe. Alright, so we're tied, and I guess this final question will be decisive, unless you guys decide to agree for some reason. Mm. Which is absolutely foolish. Because the only chance to get those sweet, sweet thank yous is to disagree on this next one. Mm. And I know you guys want to be thanked, right? Yeah, I really need that right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, so here we go. Strings are bad. Fact. Yeah, fact. <laughs> Right, I want you guys to explain what your opinion your opinion on that. Well, it's not an opinion. We said fact. Yeah, Kyo. Okay, I, I mean your position on that, rather. I mean, have you ever heard the term shooting string? Yeah, an, an objectively really bad term. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Not good. Yeah, that is really gross. Is, is that your reasoning too, Swanson? Or did you have another reason for strings being bad? Because you were really quick on that. You you, you knew immediately the answer. Oh, well, my question. reasoning for strings being bad was, think of who the first musician was. Satan. Mm, you know what oh. he played? A stringed instrument. Oh, my God. When you think about it, snakes are also strings. Yeah, there's strings riving around on the ground, biting I guess, you. I guess they're ropes, but ropes are a type of string. It's true. There is sort of a connection of strings. Okay, well, I, well, you guys have actually swayed me on, on that one. I was huh. going to say strings were good. Here on TV Tuners, we're, pers- we're dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. Because, okay, let me tell you guys a story. Four days ago, I found a string, <gasps> and I played with it for like ten straight minutes, and it was great. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I was spinning it around, twisting it, like, playing with it. It was great, but... I was probably doing the devil's bidding by playing with that string, wasn't I? That string was tempting you towards damnation. You probably caused like seven natural disasters and they just haven't happened yet. Oh man, I feel really bad. So you you guys both get the point for that one, but you're still tied, so you both lose. Oh dang. And there was, and uh, unfortunately I forgot to mention that uh, whoever doesn't win doesn't get invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Oh! Oh man, now Keo's gonna have to go catch that turkey all by himself. What a shame! Yeah, you're not gonna have that adventure with me. You're not gonna enjoy the dinner. You're just gonna have to sit outside in the cold. This is why you can't trust mutants. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, no opinions and necessary. That's why we call this factor opinion. And now we're back to our regular scheduled program. All right. We watched a trailer, so you know what that means. It's time for our Trailer Blazers. Hit the theme. Gio Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good theme. Trailer Blazers is where we watch the latest and greatest in trailers. This week we watched a trailer for Sci-Fi's original program, The Magicians, now entering its fourth season. And A, they're not magicians. B, well, they're, they... basi- they're basically X-Men. Yeah, I guess. But what is superhero powers but essentially a form of magic? Whoa, Swanson, that is that is not true. Superhero powers are often explained very scientifically. <laughs> oh, yeah, through, like, radioactive spiders. Yeah, that's very scientific. Or maybe, like, like a guy with ice powers fell into a vat of, like, liquid nitrogen and now we uh, he's ice that's science i feel like with magic there's like a specific mechanic involved that's supernatural like in sabrina the teenage witch they're always making appeals to a dark power yeah that's true or in other systems you're doing runes i mean i think this trailer does show them like reading from books and casting shit it just looks like they're using their mind to move stuff well, I mean, I guess that's what a skilled magician would do. That's what Doctor Strange does. Well, I guess he does, like, hand shit. But he moves around yeah, his using hands. Your mind says, only is, using your mind only is not really that magic-y. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. You know, maybe Stare has a point, though, because they do reference the X-Men at the end of this trailer. Oh, yeah. 
because they're utterly shameless. <laughs> yes. Uh, but this the magicians is pretty much as a concept Harry Potter, but they fuck. <laughs> These I'm magicians pretty, I'm pretty get sure, wet. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of sex just happening off screen in I Harry Potter. I don't think Potter. that's legal in England. Sex? <laughs> yeah, I think the Tories outlawed that like 10 years ago. I think sex still happens in England. Mm. If you're British, and, under, think, underground sex pits, though. If you're British yeah. and attractive, hit me up. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, this trailer features a lot of people talking about the library, which I guess is like the evil... Isn't that some other show? The Librarians. That was a show. Is this yes. the same universe? No, I don't think. But so uh, they a... keep talking about the library and how it's bad, and it seems like an anti-book no... message. But what's There's that... nothing less ominous than a, like something called the library. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, like, what if it was be... called like the infirmary? <laughs> oh, you go to the infirmary when bad stuff's happened to you. So yeah, that is kind of menacing. <laughs> <laughs> like they should be like the collection agency or something. That sounds menacing, too. Also, wasn't the librarian show about a group of librarians who cover up supernatural stuff? I think so. I don't know. I didn't watch it. My dad did. Yeah, they tried really hard to make this library sound ominous, but I don't think it worked. At least not for me. They said it a bunch of times, and I was just like, oh, I guess that's the bad guy. But they keep saying it like they have like a bunch of late fees that they don't want to pay. (laughs) Oh man, they got a fight blockbuster video. <laughs> we I never returned my copy of Ace Ventura. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Two years ago, I stole a copy of Twister on VHS. Uh, wow. Oh my god, this is this is groundbreaking. I have a confession of my own to make. I'm the blockbuster police. I've been waiting all this time to catch you, you bastard. <laughs> oh, man, this is exciting. What's going to happen next? Oh, I can also do magic. Whoop. Oh, shit. I can't oh, do man. that. I just work for blockbuster. <laughs> Are they still paying you, Swanson? I don't even get paid anymore. <laughs> I miss video rental stores. I mean, some of them still exist, I think. I think there's yeah. one in my town still. Oh, man. It's usually you have like, to go through some it's, it's like, in, like secret cabal to get to it. I think so. It's in like the shadiest part of the neighborhood. So. I think there's actually one in my community as well. It's referred. It's called Family Video, and it always. It, the last time I heard anything about it, it got robbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you watch a show about a secret video store? <laughs> like, like what? Nothing. Like it. Like it's in hiding or something like a bunch of silicon tech valley guys have established a dictatorship of the streaming services (laughs) (laughs) so the only way to get better deals on your (laughs) on your tv shows is to find this secret location yeah just watch it on 480p dvds (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds good i'd watch that all right, well, let's wrap a screenplay and pitch it. All right, like they yeah. got those they got those stupid cardboard cutouts for like the Phantom Minutes, but behind them are a bunch <laughs> of but on the back of them are a bunch of Kevlar vests. <laughs> All right, so what about this television show? I don't care. No. It looked fine. It looked generic. It looked like she's gonna fuck a werewolf at some point. It did look like there was a werewolf, and the lady was like, "Oh, she was on her back, nude." <laughs> Or partially undressed. Yeah. Uh, it does look like there's magic involved and there's a <laughs> library. And It looks like something I get through half an episode of and then so give up on, why are to they be called, honest. What's it called the magician if they're using actual magic? It's called the magicians. Plural. Yeah. Why not call them the wizards? That's too generic. Yeah. Why not call them the arcanists? Also, isn't wizard a, a, gender, a gender specific term? I think a girl could be a wizard in twenty. You can be a female wizard. I can't remember if which one's the one that's a gender specific. Is it warlock? Maybe that's the gender specific one. Warlock's like a neutral or evil. They sometimes caster. use it as a male counterpart to a witch, but a witch has its own connotation to it. Mm. 
in conclusion, we live in a society. <laughs> it's true. We do, in fact, live in a society. Mm. All right. Well, uh, that's it for Trailer Blazers. Let's get on to the main event. Ding, ding. All right, yeah. This week, hey we guys, watched... it's me, Tom Narco from the hit television show Narcos. Whoa! Wow, what a get. Tom, why don't you tell us about this great show we watched called Narcos Mexico? Well, it takes place in Mexico, and and it follows narcotics criminals and the law enforcement following them what was your inspiration for the setting of mexico how did it come up well you see i was looking at mexico with binoculars and i saw these okay are you you have a problem with that no go on i mean usually people look at mexico on a map no i was looking at mexico with binoculars and I i saw these criminals committing Crime. What, what what sort of crimes? Drug crimes. Oh. Like they're smoking? And I, just, and I, I, yes. And I just said to myself, I've just, I've got to, I've got to make a show about this. Well, so, uh, thanks for being on, Tom. Yeah, now get out. Wait, you're, you're kicking <laughs> me out? Get the fuck out, Tom. I'll use All it. Right. Don't, don't tempt me. Go! Bang! Wow, what a guy, that that Tom. Yeah, good thing Shatari fired off that warning shot to send him away. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What would you do uh, without me? You'd lose, like, four viewers. Yeah, at least. I'd cry. Yeah, so we're watching uh, Narcos Mexico, which is a spinoff of sorts of Narcos. Uh, a companion piece. Yeah, it's like a parallel side story. It's Narcos yeah. Gaiden. <laughs> uh, follow following the Guadalajara cartel mm. and uh, the, all the crazy antics they get up to. <laughs> well, they do get. He does get into some antics, I guess, at the end of this episode. That's a way of putting it. Sure. <laughs> Uh, we start off with this intro for, uh, I'm glad that they brought back a white guy. Uh, yeah. My, my favorite thing from the first, from the two seasons I watched of Narcos, which is a white guy narrating all of the stuff that happens to these, uh, people of color. Yeah. In season three, they got Pedro Pascal to narrate, which was a huge step up. Yeah. But they also lost Pablo Escobar, which is a huge step down. Yeah. In conclusion, we live in a society. Yes, it's true. And you know who else lives in a society? The people of Mexico. What? Yeah, they live in a society. Yeah, they got oh like... Oh my god. They like have buildings and social institutions. What a profound statement. Yeah, I mean, oddly enough, it kind of is, which is depressing. <laughs> well, uh, hmm. what I mean, you- it is. A, depends on who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let that slide. It's a profound statement for some people. Oh. Oh, you mean all of our, our alt-right viewers. <laughs> That's what I was going for, bud. <laughs> yeah, we really need to stop uh, advertising on those web rings. Like yeah, we bio- need to stop We need to stop advertising the podcast on QAnon. And bio- we gotta get those dark web groups. views, though. <laughs> anyway, this uh, this white guy comes in and says, like, well, I can't really tell you what happened with the drug war other than that it's a thing and it's happening. That's what's going on with the drug war. That's pretty bad, I tell you what. He comes in sounding like... like it's very moralizing. Like, yeah, he comes in sounding like John Wayne at like the end of a cowboy movie. Just, I tell you what, there ain't nothing but like this drug war that's happening now. But do you want to shoot up some horse, Pilgrim? <laughs> He's not uh, as southern as John Wayne, but he is uh, as sobering. Speaking of John Wayne, lots of cowboy hats this episode. Yeah, I mean, it was all the rage in the 80s. I was wearing a cowboy hat in the 80s. Yeah, Yeah, everyone wore cowboy hats back in the 80s. Uh, Yeah, so this uh, guy, 
this guy, this narrator dude, he's introducing us for he disappears in the for the rest of the episode pretty much, but for like the first five or ten minutes, more five, more like five, first five minutes or so, he's there like heavy. <laughs> yeah, he's in our faces, telling us what's happening. Pretty some, much some to the point. I I think this is kind of redundant what he's telling us, anyways. It, this is my thing: is that it, like he keeps re- he keeps like restating things that like it feels like this. If the scenes had just played out a little bit more, it would have been. Uh, self-evident on their own. The Saint he's Obama's, adding flavor. The Saint Joe Mama's drug war. He's a chef sprinkling seasoning <laughs> on the television program. Stare brings up a good point, though. What's our Mama's drug war like? Uh, it's it's, it's, like it's that, not very violent. I'll tell you like that the, much. It's like that flashback in season one of Narcos where they're chasing the weed dealers. That's just fun hijinks instead of the guy pulling out a Mac Ten. Oh, I figured our mama's drug war was like reefer madness or something. Oh no, that's oh man, that's almost its hardcore narcos, to be honest. Well, that's oh, no. true. Our, our mama's drug war is finding like a little bag of weed in our bedroom <gasps> and getting upset about it. Jonathan, what is this? We are taking you to church right now. Yeah. That's that's how it would, that's how our mama's drug war would go down. Yeah. Versus, you know, guns and <laughs> jumping around and doing ninja flips like a oh, yes all the ninja flips in this week's episode it was wild when those ninjas showed up <laughs> yeah i did not know they had those in mexico well where do you I think they I'm, came from uninformed <laughs> where do you think they came from Gio? uh like japan oh no see there's a difference between uh eastern and western ninjas <laughs> see i'm learning a lot today uh, yeah, the Eastern Ninjas work for the cartel. <laughs> or I guess the Western Ninjas. <laughs> I guess Japan's to the west of Mexico. Yeah, but I've always heard Japan described as the east. It is the land of the rising sun. Does that mean we're the land of the setting sun? Yeah. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> well, that's why no one says that. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, we open up on... This guy riding his bike along. Wait, is that how we open up? <laughs> no, we open up on that mo- white dude monologuing while our protagonist, ostensibly, Kiki Cameron, is taken to a narco place at gunpoint. And oh, yeah. Chair. And he's like, bet you wonder how I got in this situation. <laughs> and yeah, flash and Teenage Wasteland starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and, and anybody like, who actually watched Narcos knows what's going to happen to that dude. because Or anyone who's like, can look up the guy's name. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> Why'd you do that? You I don't want to be spoiled, Swanson. Be a good television viewer. Well, let me, spoilers for, if, for this season of Narcos. Bad things happen to this guy. <laughs> okay, well, I guess the narrator does say that this is not going to have a happy ending. <laughs> it's true. He does condition you to... And he's right. It does not have a happy ending. Far from yeah. it. Um, yeah, how many well-documented crime stories have happy endings? Uh, I guess Narco Season 2. Is that a happy ending? Well, those guys seemed happy when they shot Pablo. Yeah, because they got control of the Empire. Yeah. No, no, I meant... Yeah. Oh, you mean the the agents? I'm not the yeah. actual soldiers who shot him. Yeah, they were probably happy. Yeah. You know who else was happy about that? Hank Schrader when he read that book about them. Uh, you know, is someone being responsible book. for a bunch of deaths and then dying really a happy ending, or yeah. is it just a conclusion? I don't know. What I do know is that that book implies that U.S. Special Forces actually killed Pablo and not the Colombian Army. Which Next is uh, inaccurate, or... I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. I wasn't there, man. Are you sure? Uh, let's move on. Oh, hmm. interesting. He was there. He's in on the conspiracy. Yeah. So uh, this guy can. This narrator dude continues talking some more, and he's like, he's more like a narc. He's more like a narcorator. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. He, he's talking about like, oh yeah, weed. And nowadays you can get weed anywhere. He's like, I'm not I don't agree with it. 
The average American is 20% weed. <laughs> He's like, I don't agree with it. They say it's a gateway drug, and that's true. It's like, what? Is this sponsored by the DEA? I don't think you need weed to get hooked on opioids. Like most Americans are doing nowadays. Oh, no. Well, you clearly don't. Um, yeah, the... So we get we move on to uh, some farmers, some people farming on the yeah, land. Yeah, the hardworking people, the hardworking weed farmers in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they be- do look like they're working hard. Yeah, and because they live out of the middle of nowhere, the army just shows up and burns everything for cheap political points. Yeah, it's a it's great. It's a it's a great examination of why drugs are bad, right? That's what this is. This is what that's what this is saying. Yeah, well, there's that scene, you know, where the soldier gets a whip of the weed smoke and immediately tries to murder all of his comrades in arms. And that's to be wrestled to death. Yeah, that's what weed does to you, man. Yeah, so uh, this one guy runs away. And hides in a church. Yeah, and they're about ready to blow up this fucking church. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, And... I mean, they're not going to blow it up, but they Evil are probably going to... must gonna... be stopped at all costs. That's why they're yeah. so willing to machine gun everyone down. And... So hey, this, uh... if, if it was bad, God would stop it, right? Yeah. That's how it works. Uh, if So this cop guy shows up and he's like, Hey, man, it's a church. Don't blow this place up. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get your guy. So he goes yeah. in there and he, gets, and he the gets, guy. gets the guy. But then he goes home and it's revealed they're family men. And he's part yeah. of the weed growing operation. Turns out he's one of the inside guys. He's one of the inside men, directed by yeah. Michael Mann. He's one of the inside men, directed by Spike Lee. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking The Insider. Sorry, everyone. Oh, I just thought there were two separate movies. Okay, uh, so yes, this guy uh, is... Felix the, Miguel Guadalajara. Guadalajara. <laughs> you tried. Takanada. Yeah, he's a guy with a lot of names. He's uh, played by Diego Luna. Yeah, he's got three names. Three. Three whole names. And I can only remember one of them. Anyway, he's the guy from Rogue One. Wow. You know. That guy. Donnie Yen! (laughs) Yeah. The pilot from Rogue One. Donnie Yen! Anyway, he's here, and he's like, I am a cop boy, but also, I like drugs. <laughs> he's an ex-cop boy. He's a now drug yeah, boy. Technically, he is an ex-cop who is uh, now into drugs, but he he's, still has that uniform and car. Yeah. He says he's ready to commit some crimes. Yeah, but the show does kind of make it look like they're in the middle of nowhere, that part of Mexico, so yeah. Well, the guy says as much, doesn't he? Yeah. A little exposition heavy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the narrator does do a lot of the heavy lifting for all also, of that part. Also, he has a really hot wife. Yeah, Narcos continues its tradition of really only having female characters when they're in relation to the main male leads. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the only two female characters who show up in this are both of the male leads' uh, wives. wives. Mm. And they show up to be like, you're a good man doing good things. You're a good man doing good crime. Well, freaking Kiki's not doing crime. Oh, yeah. When you think about it, the police are the biggest gang of them all. Mm, makes you think. Anyway, That's we go... to think about by the fireplace. <laughs> Let's sit and have a thought. Anyways, we cut to Kiki, who's doing an undercover sting. Well, we don't know that right away, but yeah. Well, I mean, we saw him at the... Well, they said, if you know who Kiki is, then yeah, you know. Some of us don't know who Kiki is, Stairmaster. Well, Some of us have to look it up. <laughs> they explained and then the found out the horrible season. truth. Yeah. Some of us haven't watched the first season of Narcos in three years, Stairmaster. Am I supposed to be like some kind of Narcos encyclopedia? Yes. You're supposed... A Narcos... A Narcos... Narcopedia. Yeah, I made you the system operator of the Narcos lore wiki for a reason, Keo. Well, no wonder it's falling apart. I didn't even know. 
All the Pablo Escobar article says is I love gay penises over and over. Well, can you disprove it? Well, you told me to, it needed to have at least a thousand words. I didn't know what to write, so. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, we get to Kiki and he's uh, he's trying to prove to this guy that he knows what's up. He's no cop. So well, he she... turns up the radio real loud and uh, puts a gun at his head. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, someone and then, pointed. And then he... He breaks into this like five minute long dance session where he oh yeah like, somehow proves through dance that he's not a cop. I didn't really understand that sequence. Yeah, and then he ends it by saying, "I'm so excited," and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's the just time weird. of our lives. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anyway, and he's he... got him confessed, and he's got a setup to get hooked up with our main supplier of weed, and then the yeah, his gambit like goes. His gambit goes so well that they're just like, yeah, you're going to just have total access. You're in, buddy. You're in. Yeah, they believed his dance so thoroughly that they were like, well, with something with a man with this kind of conviction and sick moves. They yeah, invited him to their group body break. Yeah, <laughs> yes. They're going to body rock with them. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, they... Sorry, uh, they get busted by the local police department who was completely out of the loop and ruined everything. Yeah, and also are vaguely racist. Vaguely? <laughs> yeah, you know, in Slightly that vague way that everybody was a racist in the 80s. The vague way in which he says he can't tell the good hombres apart from the bad hombres. <laughs> in which he gets rightly punched in the face. Oh. <laughs> uh. Presumably for no consequence to Kiki. He's DEA, man. Well, as the narrator will helpfully tell you, back in the 80s, the DEA weren't nothing. (laughs) This this narrator goes through like a sob story of the DEA. Oh, there's too many women in the NYPD and not enough in the DEA. Not enough men. It goes through the sad story of like, can you believe at one point in time the DEA weren't an, an extremely powerful force? Yeah, and we definitely need to put a whole bunch of resources into because we need this drug war going. We need at least two fighter jets, <laughs> maybe a tank or five. Anyway, uh, so Kiki uh, is talking got- to his his yeah. boss boy. He's not getting where he wants career-wise, so he decides yeah. to move to the Mexico station. There's a bunch of stuff in the middle, but who cares? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff of his wife where he's like at a game, and she's like, you're a good guy, and he's like, I know, I'm a man. And, <laughs> yeah, let's and go they, to Mexico. And they Yeah, do. They, they agree to move to Mexico. And, and they, they drive past Felix. Yeah, almost as if that's ominously setting up something. <laughs> Two men linked by the threat of fate. And also living in the same place. <laughs> Anyways, because of the army's raid, uh, Felix's drug boys are in trouble, so he suggests they move to Gu- their operation over to Guadalcanal. Yeah, is he like, what's he do for them? I don't know, I think he's just like one of the lieutenants, like, uh, str- not Stringer Bell, more of a Weebay. I think it's like a Weebay type in that organization. Oh, okay. he's a helper. He he brings the donuts. Because well, I mean, it seems like that's pretty much the majority of his whole deal. Because he gets he goes in there and he's like, "I got an idea," and everyone's like, "Yeah, well, your idea is stupid. We haven't even heard it yet. It's dumb, bad idea." <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, uh, there's this guy that he's hanging with, Don Nito. Is that right? Yes. Don Nito, because he's Nito. Swanson, please. He's Nito from Dark Souls. You're upsetting me, both of you. What's up, uh, What's up Keo? <laughs> Your jokes are upsetting me. That's, that's all I have to say. Oh, okay. He says, I'm a Nito guy. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just attacking me. Alexa, this is so sad. Play Don Nito. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All okay, right. So, podcast. okay. So yeah, this guy, uh, he, suggests, he suggests he suggests going to the Guadalajara. Yeah, 
he suggests doing that, and this guy's like, nah, none of that. They're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna, they're all gonna laugh at you! 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 And, uh, they, they go to talk to these people who run Guadalajara. Well, they talk to one guy who's got, who's got this one, like, ridiculous Beatles haircut. He looks like a he looks like a loop on the third cosplayer. <laughs> oh, so right. yeah, they they go to the city. He brings his brother along with him, the one he freed from. Uh, yeah, it was a big weed farmer. Yeah, he's a botanist. He brings him along, and uh, they anyway. meet this they meet this loop on the third cosplayer, and uh, this is a very powerful negotiation scene. Yeah, he has a scene with him where he lays out his plan, and the guy's like, I don't like that plan. That's a bad plan. It's You're a dumb boy. Eat my ass. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and then Felix is like, hmm, here's my counteroffer, and shoots him in the face. Yeah, shoots him, yeah, in the face. And, He's and dead. And he dies. He's dead. He dies instantly, almost, some would say. Uh, Don Nito is like, the fuck well is this? Boy. And he what? runs away. What, Keo? So somehow this, somehow this works out very well for our boy. Well, yeah, yes. he, he lies blatantly to the secret police to arrest him. And that gets him in a conversation with the director. Yeah, he uh, he sits there and waits. Uh, meanwhile, he sent his brother to go find a map. Yeah. For some land. Yeah. And his, bro- his brother comes back and uh, they wait for the police. And yeah, the they were looking police. for like an aquifer, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And the secret police find them. Yeah, and then he, they take him in. They were going to drag him into the ditch, but he made up this lie about saving the director of the secret police's life. Yeah. For his brother. And, uh, he's and apparently. The, Sue. Yeah, the guy's. Uh, this, the leader, the commander's apparently amused by this because he doesn't have a brother, uh, which he reveals only after he's listened to the, the deal. Yeah, it's a good business pitch. Because they got a good product. It's weed without the seeds, so it takes up plus volume. Yeah, and uh, he's apparently very uh, happy with this. So this other guy who looks like a buffer, uh, <laughs> more angry Lupin the Third, shows up, and he gets shot by the secret police dude. He's like, yeah. "You, you kill you, you, you kill my brother. I'm gonna kill you next." Yeah, that's oh, what no, he talked no, like. dead. <laughs> that's how he sounded, and. Uh, yeah, he gets shot in the face also by the yeah. guy. This guy, this uh, this commander guy looks like Doug Demodome. <laughs> looks like oh, a Mexican man. version of Doug Demodome. Oh, man. Who's Doug Demodome? You know, you know owner of the Dimsdale Demodome. Kyo, do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, he's from the cartoon with the, with the fairies. You mean Doug? No. Fairly odd parents. Doug Demodome, owner of the Dimsdale Demodome. Do you really not know what this is, dude? Are you from our generation? I don't remember that much about Fairly Odd Parents. I remember. He's not even. He's not like a hard to remember character. (laughs) Please don't hurt me. He repeats his name like ten times every time he's on screen. How can you? (laughs) To be fair, of all the things you remember, Fairly Odd Parents isn't like high up on my priorities. Anyway, this but guy looks like Doug Demidor from that show. It would be the character whose whole thing is that everyone repeats his name over and over again oh. because it's really long. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's Doug Demidor. I remember him. There you go. Stairmaster's epiphany. The end. All right. He, well, he, he was the guy with the cowboy hat. For the listeners at home, in case you didn't remember. <laughs> Yeah, he's the guy that looks like Rich Texan from The Simpsons. <laughs> wow, that's real original. He's got a wrestling belt. It's just a that's just a regular belt. Oh, it's yeah, just it's big. big it's just big because he's yeah. It's just big because everything's big in Texas. Anyway, did anything else happen on this episode besides drug dealing getting set in motion? They got yeah, a, the, they got a field in the desert. Yeah, and that's where the yeah. weed's gonna. So yeah, Don uh, Don Nito's all like bummed out, or he's all like afraid, and then he backs away from this deal. When then the moment the dude gets shot in the face, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally in on this." <laughs> you can read the just room. joking. It's just a prank. It's just a, I'm just pulling a Nito prank. 
Classic prank. That's the old Donster. That's a classic Nito move. Uh, so yeah, he uh, Nito becomes, I guess, like his trusted confidant now. <laughs> They're blood brothers now. I guess literally, yes. Yeah. Um, but he shows him his, he, uh, they have a conversation that like no actual human would have where he's like, so what do you plan on doing? He's like, you're going to take the business? And he's like, I'm not in your business. I'm in the empire business because he's Walter White. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah, it's him over a field. There's a subplot with Kiki where he's talking to, uh, the where he D- gets the, Oh yeah. He goes he, to the bar. Yeah, he gets in. He meets his uh, his boss, and his boss is like, "We don't really have any jurisdiction here." And he meets Mexican Doug's dim tail, and knows there's a blood on his shoe from shooting those people. Well, yeah, everybody's had blood on. Who among us has not had blood on our shoes at one point or another? Mm. Yeah, I keep my shoes real clean. I wear like those little those little bags over my feet when I'm shooting. What about Japanese people who only commit murders <laughs> indoors? They wouldn't have any blood on their shoes. They'd have blood what if on their they socks? were near the door? Mm. Good point. Okay. But yeah, he uh, he he makes their acquaintance, I guess. It's a weird way of getting noticed, just pointing out that someone has blood on their shoes, and they're mm. like, mm, that guy said I had blood on my shoes. Is he right? Check my shoes. Mm. So, what did you boys think? This is a tune out for Narcos. Whoa, Keo Rain. Okay, we'll expand on that. No, I liked it. Oh. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. I had I, mean, I never watched season three of Narcos, but it was a fine introduction of I think the Mexico it's like, portion. Yeah, I think it's more interesting than season three's pilot. I can't barely remember what happened in the first episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you so, got this. You got the up and coming guy. You got the rag to riches tale, which is interesting compared to season three, which had the guys already on top. Also, the season main three, it was just like people were getting ready for bed, and it was like sleepy time. <laughs> yes, was... exactly. Was there no anyone in there going. other than Pedro Pascal? Really? Uh, no, not really. Because part of my enjoyment is this: is that Kiki is played by Michael Pena, who is a uh, respected actor. And Diego Luna is playing uh, what the guy with three names, <laughs> Michael Felix Gallardo. Yeah, I think he's also got like a nickname Angel that people call him by. But yeah, he uh, they're two they're two highly touted actors doing good things. So we'll probably only have one season scene together this entire season. I would assume that's the only time. Yes. <laughs> Where the bad stuff happens. But it's all leading up to that. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is a a tune in for Narcos Mexico. I've got one question. Is this show going into space or no? (laughs) Well, that's where the drugs are right now, so presumably. I can't tell you how this story ends. I can't even tell you if it has an ending, but I do know it involves the moon. (laughs) That's why, little known fact, that's why Ronald Reagan wanted that Star Wars program. He knew drugs were on the moon. <laughs> he wanted them for himself. Yeah. I need those moon drugs, mommy. <laughs> They're hiding right. this Mac from me. <laughs> I know it. I know that that George fella. He's been I holding it, hoarding it I, for himself. I know George is hiding all the weed, mommy. <laughs> Uh, All right, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode of TV Tuners. Uh, if you have any quips, comments, questions, foresights, otherwise, you can send them to us at our email address, tvtunerspodcast at gmail.com. What's that, e- what's that email key, Ryan? Email at email.com. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Swanson. I'm on Twitter at Stairmaster2. I'm on Twitter at Sleepy's Official. Whoa. Wow. I, I mean, Crackling Keoran. I mean, real Keoran. Mm. Which one is it, bud? Uh, if I'm on my phone, it's Crackling, and if I'm on my computer, it's real. Uh, oh, so follow both. And uh, you can also follow the podcast itself at TV Tuners. And you can use the hashtag TV tuners and we'll give a glance at what you're saying. 
Or show, if hashtag you, if you know show my Twitter password, down. please send it to me. Yes. Also, you can use the ha- the hashtag show me that dick dong if you want us to if you want CBS to show that dick dong. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still advocating for that idea. It's not despite not having watched any more of that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's uh that's about it for this week's episode. Make sure you follow and subscribe us. On all of your favorite podcasting apps, we're on iTunes, Google, Stitcher Play, or Stitcher, Google Play, and all that jazz. And give sure, money. give us, give us money. Just find a way. Send me some strings. Ew. Ew. No, not that kind of string. It's in the Ew. episode already. And uh, that's the end of this episode. Fuck Stairmaster. Oh. It's ah. over. Ah. Ah. Skin feels good. You like that dick? <laughs>